What if there was a popular group of friends and you saw them going around, you know, popularing, but you didn't like everything they did? What would you do? Start your own group, of course. Let's talk about it. Doggone packed fun, amazing energized. That's the show. Here we go. Hey, y'all. I'm Robert Kennedy the third, RK3. That's me. And here we go again. Again, another fabulous episode. I love doing these. Can you tell? All right. I wish I could do more, but then I wouldn't sleep and my wife wouldn't be happy because I would get cranky and look scary. So I only do them once a week because I love my wife. How about that for romantic logic? Yeah, as always, I want to tell you to check out the last episode. We talked about how to get rid of the butterflies when you speak, episode 15 or something like that. You don't want your belly bumping around when you're on stage, so do something about it. Go listen to episode 15 of the show. It'll bless you. All right, here we go again. What you reading, Robert? What am I reading? Oh, it's a throwback book. You've got to read it. It's called Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. And it's the psychology of why people say yes. What moves them to change behavior and to generate results? The book itself talks about the six universal principles which will enable you to become a skilled persuader. And if you're a leader or you're in sales, or you're in any organization, or married, <laughs> you're going to need to persuade at some point. So check out Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. The link is in the show notes, so go get it. Get it. All right, let's jump on into the show. Today, my guest is Tanya Hoffman. She's the founder of the Public Speakers Association. She's the author of seven books, winner of the Global Mentorship Award for the Evolutionary Business Council, and just an all-around joyful person. Tanya's got a story. Let's tell it. So tell me a little bit about what brought you to the point of deciding to start a speaker's association. Well, that's a a loaded question, but (laughs) we'll go into it anyways. So I... You know, people kept coming up to me after I got over my fear of speaking myself, right? And all the craziness that goes along with that. I really love speaking. And people kept coming up to me, asking me to coach them on really how to make money at it, right? How are you going to do it as a part of your business? And so when I started looking around to where can I send these lovely people that I'm coaching to connect with other speakers, I started realizing that I didn't really like what was out there. And then I got really disappointed. And then there was a whole elitist kind of attitude. And that's all you have to do is push that button and I react to it. So once I realized that there wasn't an organization designing kind of the environment for nice people to interact without any elitist play that helps them actually get booked to speak and markets them at the same time, 
I'm like, okay, well, let me just make it. And here I am. <laughs> right. right. So that's, that's amazing. A lot of times when we, when there's a gap, a lot of people don't really look to solve it or look to create something to address that need. So tell me a little bit about when you say you, you market speakers. So do you have a membership and you also market speakers. Tell us a little bit about that process. How, do, how does that work for you? Yeah, so when I first started the organization, everything is a, it, it evolves, right? We see where it starts out and then where do we need to shift it. So when I first started, it was all about speaking engagements because that's what people wanted. I need speaking engagements. Where are they? So I started sending them, you know, all the ones I would find, the big ones, the conferences that were focused on associations, industry, corporate conferences, TEDx talks, you know, those kind of things, which was great. But then I found that people weren't getting booked. And mm-hmm. so I started diving into why is that? And then that's when I realized most people literally aren't marketing themselves as wow. a speaker. And so I started looking at their social media and they would have 250 or a thousand people on Facebook and barely anybody on Twitter. And, you know, I'm like, that's how they're deciding now on who to bring in. They want to Google you and see where do you pop up? Who's talking about you? Are you crazy? Are you talking about things you shouldn't be talking about on social media? (laughs) Yeah. So the more I could help people market themselves by utilizing my list of 65,000 also not only gets them the Google social media play, but then also helps them find new clients at the same time. So you just mentioned some things that are important. You talked about maybe the amount of the following that they have already begun to create themselves. What are some of the things that maybe a, a speaker who's in the early stages needs to do in order to meet the bottom line criteria for somebody like yourself or an organization like yourself to begin marketing them? Yeah. So what you have to really look at is the change in the speaking world. Mm -hmm. So most people think of a speaker and they think of someone 20 years ago and what that person needed to be a speaker. Now everybody is an author. Nobody out there can not be an author nowadays, right? Before it was special. Now it doesn't matter. So just because you have a book, okay, great. It gives you a little bit more credibility. But what they want, the event planners, is they don't really even want sizzle reels or websites anymore because they know those are all doctored, right? They all know they look good. They make you look good (laughs) no matter what they really look like or not. So what they go to is social media because it's hard to pretend you're something different when you're there if nobody is following you in their eyes right if you only got 200 people following you to them that means that people don't really want to know what you're talking about Mm. right because there's just a little bit of a celebrity is type of system out there for it and so it's important to grow your database on social media and then have other people talking about you, right? When you have the amazing Mr. Kennedy the Third talk about you, then people are like, wow, you know, she's got some, you know, motion going on. There's somebody who's out there who's wanting her to participate. And that is by far the most important part. So how do you do that, though? Because it's a, it's, it's a wall that a lot of people, not just speakers, have to get over talking about yourself and 
placing yourself in the in such a limelight that people will talk about you without you prompting them necessarily. How do you begin to do that? People always talk about thick skin, and I don't think that's the right term. I think it's more of getting over your inadequacies about yourself, realizing that no one wants a perfect person. Even all the people, the amazing speakers that I know, they're not perfect people. There's nobody perfect out there. So once you give yourself permission just to be you, suddenly you will have so much happen for you. I remember the day when I went from Tanya trying to be a speaker to, oh my God, I'm just going to be Tanya. And then suddenly, boom, everything is just like going crazy for me because who would have thought that people wanted me. I never thought of that. (laughs) And so that was the hardest part to get over. And that the knowledge of if people don't know who you are, how will they be impressed enough to hire you, to do business with you, to reach out and have you on their show? There's got to be credibility there. And so you have to get over the bios and the, you know, the things that make you squirm a little bit. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. And pretty soon you really don't care, especially when the negative comes up, right? When there's something negative about you or whatever, that's always the hardest part. Right. So let's make this even more practical. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a speaker. Maybe I've been speaking for about three or four years, but I've got 400 people on Twitter that follow me. I've got five, 500 Instagram followers. I've got a Facebook page. There are about 600 people there. What is the first thing that you tell me to do? Get on LinkedIn because you didn't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then also YouTube. So the four platforms that if you filling out the forms to be a speaker, the ones they ask for Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, sometimes Instagram, usually it's a women's conference that wants Instagram. So you've got to play on those platforms and it's really not that difficult right nowadays. There's so many systems out there to help you, you know, post and post to all of them. Uh, but you've got to get engaged and you've got to show up and you've got to show up often. And right. we all have our weaknesses. My weakness is Instagram. I have to admit <laughs> I'm trying to be better, <laughs> but right. you've got to show up and you've got to build that following because don't you want your message to be heard? Don't you want to change lives? And that's the brilliance. And it's free most of the part to be on all these platforms. So why wouldn't right. you take advantage of it? So it's 2019 and you just mentioned some of the magic words there, wanting to be heard or getting heard. And we're at a stage where there's so many voices. There's so many voices out there and the average person is struggling to navigate that and to bust through that. Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to the RK3 Show. Hey, people, while we have a little break, I just wanted to remind you to head over to patreon.com forward slash the RK3 show to become a patron of the show. Support the show and receive patron perks like getting a show shout out. Yep, I'll call your name on the show. Free access to Speak Right Now Academy courses and your own segment on the show. We'll talk. I just won't call your name. We'll talk. Ooh, let's do it. Again, become a patron by heading over to patreon.com 
forward slash the RK3 show. That's patreon.com forward slash the RK3 show. It'll be in the show notes. Now, let's get back to the show. I'm hearing that video is a really good way to begin doing that. And I know that you do some things with video and, and TV shows, et cetera. Tell us a little bit about how you help people get heard or gain more visibility through video. So this is the shocking part for me because I started off in AM radio. Mm-hmm. I went to AM radio to get over the fear of my voice because I always thought I had a horrible voice. So I thought, let's do video. I mean, the radio, right? So right. You know, people have to listen to it. Then I moved because it was expensive for AM, but no results. So I thought FM has got to be better. That had even less results. So then I went to blog talk radio. I had a million listeners, but it still wasn't creating results. So I went on Natalie Ledwell's show, TV show. It was way back in the day. It was about 2010, and it was video. It was my first experience with doing a video type of show. And immediately, as soon as she posted, I got sales. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have got to switch from blog talk to video. And people thought I was crazy, crazy leaving a million people for zero on YouTube. Right but immediately got connections and built real relationships that turned into sales because people want to see eyeballs nowadays. So you just got to get used to it. Remember, it's all about not being perfect. The best videos is when my cat jumps up on my desk and you see a tail walk across (laughs) the screen. (laughs) People love things like that because now you're relatable and, and they can connect to you. So I do a lot of videos because a lot of times people need that kind of handholding. Um, so I do like people's life story because people love to hear people's story. Uh, we'll do a lot of tips because to me that's huge. I'm actually even developing a whole phone app system to record videos and post them for the world to watch. Um, so that's going to be really exciting because video is just where it's at. Yeah. So we're watching videos. We are looking for ways to get visibility, but it's also about the the topic, the topic that you are passionate about, the topic that you have that's unique to you or the way that it's unique to you. So how does a speaker really find that? How do they find that lane? How do they find that place that is core to them that everybody when they see that or hear the spin on something they say yep that's tanya Mm -hmm. the most important thing to do to create where should you navigate your speaking which also helps you navigate your business is to listen to what people ask for right so if the amazing mr kennedy the third asked me to talk about something specific that would be like oh there's a clue right there A lot of times we have our, what we want to talk about and what people actually want to hear. Right. And there's this disconnect and they wonder why they're never getting booked. They wonder why, you know, you've got to let it go a lot of times because you can always take that, whatever it is. So say I was just talking to a lady who does domestic violence. That is not something that is asked for very often. Mm. she's incredible. She's young and she's vibrant and she wants to change the world. She wants to change policies. And I'm like, that's great, but you're not going to have that many occasions where it's just going to be about domestic violence. 
And she goes, well, what do I do? I'm like, well, what are you good at? She goes, well, I'm really good at goal setting. I'm like, dear, that is something that people will bring you in for. People always want to know how to goal set. And so now she can talk about goal setting and bring in as examples the information about when she was going through domestic violence and how she's helping people reach their goals to get out of it. So she can use mm. those stories as examples. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. So you've shared a lot of great things here, but one of the questions that I hear quite a bit, and I think you alluded to this at the beginning is, okay, that's the thing that I like. That's the thing that I'm interested in, but how do I really, how do I really make money (laughs) at this thing? So when speakers ask you the question about how do they really begin to make money? What are the things that you share with them? And I, and let me actually extend this a little bit because a lot of times we think about this glorified, yep, you go out, you go on the stage, you speak for 45 minutes and you get a check for (laughs) $10,000, right? So when those people come to you, what are some of the things that you share with them about making money in the speaking industry? So I give them a reality check. (laughs) So there's three ways you make money as a speaker. One is trainings. So a lot of times people get mixed up in their head thinking that training, like a corporate training, is the same as speaking. Mm. Two different things. Training, yes, you can get booked for and you get paid for. And you get usually paid pretty well for. But it's hard. That's a hard little nugget to track. Then if you look at speaking, you're talking about the conference realm associations, corporate industry conferences, TEDx talks, those kind of things. How are you going to make money there? Well, you can go for the keynote. Now, the keynote is usually still paid most of the time. Not always, but most of the time. And that's usually where the bigger numbers are, $10,000 to $50,000. I always suggest people not take the keynotes because you actually make less money. Mm. And people always buck me on this because they just want to think of things as an employee. I just want to do my thing and leave and get a check. Wow. And I'm like, why in the world would you ever want that? Here is an incredible audience in front of you who want to know your information. These are your potential clients sitting there. And all you're telling them is you don't really care anything about them. You just want to know what's in it for me, which Mm. is the check. And so that's why most of these conferences are moving away from the paid speaking spot. Wow. So that whole industry changed in 2010 anyways. Um, They just couldn't afford to pay speakers like they used to because of all the change in the economy. And so for myself and my friends, we took that as an opportunity. We went in as entrepreneurs and said, okay, if we have an entire event and we get to do a workshop for an hour, two hours, we just filtered that thousand people into a hundred people who are exact target market for my business. They are so exact that they chose my workshop over all the other ones. So it's the most amazing filtration system you can possibly do for your business. Then you wow them because you're actually training them. You're giving them great content and information And then you're doing a lead generation. You're doing some type of, I'm going to connect with you. Give me your contact information. And then you're following up 
for them to turn into clients. So that could turn into shoot, you know, 20, a hundred thousand, whatever you're selling, it can turn into a lot of money. So I always suggest people go for the workshops. Don't go for the keynotes. And reality is most people will never get a keynote. They're looking for celebrities. They're looking for the CEO of that amazing company that they're, you know, bringing in to wow their bosses. You know, you've got to look at who are they actually booking for the keynotes. Not that you won't. And, you know, just for myself, I get paid speaking gigs. You know, my speaker fee goes up to 25,000. Will I take a free one? Yes. And please stop calling it free speaking. It's investment speaking because it's going to cost you money. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, that you have shared a lot of nuggets here that, that are gold. And I hope our listeners are really rewinding and taking notes on this, because if you are looking to not just be a speaker, but if you're looking to up your career, advance your career, advance the way that you influence and impact people, learning how to communicate effectively, learning how to present ideas effectively, that's the way to go. And so you want to connect with somebody like Tanya Hoffman to help you do just that. So tell us, Tanya, finally, where are the places that you hang out and we can get in touch with you? Awesome. Go to my website, public speakers with an S association, all spelled out.com under the top towards the bottom. My calendar pops up and you can schedule a time to chat with me so I can get to know you and connect you and see how I can definitely um, answer any of your questions. If you don't like what they're doing, start your own. The world is yours. You can create your own thing. Tell your own story and impact the world in your way. I did it my way. <laughs> All right. Hey, if you have any questions or just want to say, Robert, I love you. Leave me a voicemail at robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. That's robertkennedy3, the number three dot com forward slash voicemail. Hey, have you subscribed to the show yet? Make sure you do, and don't forget to leave a review. Come on, folks. We need you to make this thing go, so don't forget to tell your peeps to go over to Apple Podcasts to leave a ranking, rating, and review for the show. Also, listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, and iHeartRadio. Feel free to show some love there, too. Hey, I hope you had fun today. I hope you learned something. Most of all, I hope you were compelled to jump out of your comfort zone and share your story. If I can be helpful to you in that process, let me know by hopping over to robertkennedy3.com. Don't forget, everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story, and your story deserves a sage. I'm Robert Kennedy III, and you've been listening to The RK3 Show.